Welcome to Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo podcast. I am Wham James, whether I like it or not, but I am not the host for these November episodes. Yes, the authors that I interviewed in October are going to be interviewing each other about how it's going over the course of the month. Here in our first episode, we have Aaron and Rihanna talking about how the first day or so of NaNoWriMo is going. I'm Erin. Hi, I'm Rihanna. We're here. It's Nano Day One. Yay, it's November 1st. Yeah, so yeah, we are recording this on November 1st. Mm -hmm. So how'd you do? That's a very loaded question. (laughs) Okay, how'd you do on word count? I I hit the word count. I got about 2,000 words in today, so I went a little over. Yeah, that's good. So get get it in when you can for days when you can't. Yeah, they're all terrible words. I'm sure some of them are good. It's really hard because like, I kind of have an editor brain anyway, and yeah. so it is taking everything in my power to keep going and to not go back and like <laughs> rewrite everything I've done so far on day one at 9 o'clock p.m. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking to James a little bit today, actually, because he was like, how's it going? You started? And I was like, I felt like when I started, because I've done, I've done Nano once before in 2016. Okay. And... When I did it in 2016, I got like a ton done on the first day because I was just like ready to go and I was full of inspiration and I wrote like three chapters day one, you know. And so this is like a very different experience where I started and I was like, oh God, like (laughs) what am I supposed to write about? Yeah. I knew where it was starting, but I didn't really plan a beginning. And so I just like every, I was like, this is horrible. Oh no. Yeah, and it's probably it's probably not that bad, but it's not horrible. It's like one of those things where it's like it was weird because I woke up today and I was like, everything about this story is terrible. How can I write this? <laughs> like, which is weird oh, no. because I've been working on it all month, like all October, and it's not like I was between that and another story. But today I woke up and I was like, oh no, I've made a terrible decision. Oh no, what are words? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you so you you started fresh on this one. You've had the story in mind for a while, but you started writing fresh. I don't even think I've had the story in mind for a while. I was trying to think about like when I decided to write it, and I can't really remember like what the impetus was. I listened to your initial interview, but I listened to all of them and now I've gotten everybody confused. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> like I I essentially decided I just wanted to write everything I liked. Because I realized, I also realized listening back to mine, I was like, I never really say what my story is about. Yeah, what is, I mean, I kind of know because you mentioned it on Facebook in our Mm -hmm. little group, but I guess the listeners aren't in our group, so they don't know what your story is. (laughs) I'm so used to being cagey about like creative projects that I just like somehow got through my whole episode without ever once talking about what my actual project is. (laughs) But I basically decided I just was going to write everything that I like, you know, be it trope or otherwise. So it's basically, I love stories about terrible princesses. So uh, it's the story of a princess and her bodyguard going on this crazy journey, going on a hero's adventure. Okay. And there are twists and turns and they fall in love because of course they do. (laughs) Of course they do. Of course they do. That's like the best trope. You can't have a bodyguard and have the heroine not fall in love with him. I know, right? So when you say terrible princesses, do you mean like princesses who are bad at being princesses or like princesses who are bad people? It varies. My first 
Nano story also had a princess in it who was just like bad at being a person. Okay. And my main character, her name is Elspeth. She's a little better at being a person, but not so great at being a princess. So it's just, it it varies. It varies on the ways that they're terrible, but I do love a terrible princess. Okay. That'll be fun, though. Yeah. And then, like, the, the bodyguard is all, like, surly. and. <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, it's really, It's be. really, like, all my favorite things. And so yeah. that's why I know it's not shockingly original or anything, but, like, it's everything I like, so I'm just going to write about that. Yeah, whatever. There are no new ideas. <laughs> and, you know, writing the stuff that you like is how you finish a story instead of abandoning it halfway through because you hate every word you've written. That's so true. And every character you've created and everything about your story, which is typically what happens to me with everything I start. <laughs> I'm getting to a point now, like in my writing, where I'm getting more to a point where I, I knew like the words I'm going to use and I know like what's happening. I had yeah. to like, I had to get the main character like into the city and that's always like, a, <laughs> like yeah. there's no way to make that interesting. So that's probably going to be cut when I go back and edit. But I was just like, get him into the city. We have to get him in there. <laughs> yeah, get him in there. And hey, you know what? Words are words. Yeah. So how, how did your writing go? Tell me the tale. Well, so I have had an extremely busy day and did not have a chance to sit down and start writing until about 7.30 p.m. So in the hour and change between <laughs> when I sat down to start writing and when we started recording, I got, oh, crap, I had to close Scrivener because Scrivener makes Audacity shut down. <laughs> uh, well, it doesn't make it shut down. It makes it... Not record properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it skips everywhere. But I got like 1,300 and change words. So I will hit the word count tonight. Like I'll I'll dive back into it when we're done recording. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. I started having absolutely no idea (laughs) how my story started. Like last year, I knew exactly where my story started because I had come up with like the first line of the book when I conceptualized the story like five years prior. This one, I have pieces that I know, but it occurred to me today, I was like, oh shit, I don't know how this book starts. That's how I was too. That's like exactly how I was, where it was like the last time I did it, I like knew every beat of the first chapter. And this, I was like, oh, it goes somewhere, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I guess they're at a bar (laughs) drinking and they'll meet each other. Yeah, it's going great. I made up a word because I wanted to use the word flustered, but like the noun version, Uh which I don't think exists. So I typed flustration, (laughs) which is not a word. (laughs) <laughs> but it's in my manuscript. <laughs> so the editor in me is really fighting to not go back and take it out, but I'm not letting myself do that. So in the past, I have like not let myself edit or delete anything at all. So every word I typed last year oh, wow. stayed in, which meant that if I wanted to go back and delete something, I just did strike through text because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get my word count. I did get my word count and I got it a full five days before the end of the month. So I probably could have done some deleting, which is why this year I'm going to be good and not cheat. And I'm going to actually, if I type a word that isn't the word I want, I will go back and delete it. So yeah, at this point, you know, my characters are in the same place. They're having a conversation. I've got two characters who have their meet cute like way early on, like at the very, very beginning of the first chapter. And my heroine's best friend who introduces them is like, okay, bye. And so they're like standing awkwardly at this bar. (laughs) And Danny's like, I'm going to go. 
And Theo's like, no, no, you you should stay. So right now they're kind of awkwardly dancing around each other. Oh, that's fine. So we'll see what happens in the next 300 words before I call it a night. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm feeling okay about it. I don't hate the words I've written, which is something. That's good. That's good. Yeah, there's plenty of time for me to hate the words I've written, but I feel it's good to, you know, start out not hating everything. <laughs> so you don't really let yourself edit like at all. I mean, you said you're going to erase things now, but you try not to let yourself edit things at all. Yeah, I try not to during nano. Okay. So I, I write in Scrivener and I put each scene in its own little thing so that as I'm writing, I can shift stuff around if I need to. And I will put notes. Do, do you use Scrivener? No, I use Google okay. Docs. Okay, so Scrivener has like a little section over on the side that you can jot notes in that kind of functions like the comment function in a Google Doc. So I just jot notes to myself, like as I'm writing, I'm like, oh, now that I'm writing this scene in the bakery, I have to go back and change the scene when they were at the school, because that one no longer makes sense. I need to change this conversation that they had because now that I'm three quarters of the way through, I realize that that thing that I said back in the first third of the book is wrong. So I'll make notes to myself, but I will not let myself go back and make significant changes until November is over. I think that maybe that's something I need to pick up because I think a lot of my problems came from I would be like writing something and I'd be like, oh, shoot, I forgot to mentioned that this was happening or like Mm -hmm. that this was the name of something. So I go back and put that in. And of course, when you're going back to put something in, you start reading what you've written and you're like, oh, no. (laughs) Yep. So that's actually really smart. I might have to steal that. It worked well for me last year. Last year was the first year that I actually felt like I really, truly succeeded at NaNo. Like (laughs) I hit the word count, but I also had like a usable chunk of a draft. Yeah. I mean, I I continued working on it for the next year before it got to a usable first draft. But previous years, I just kind of was like, if I hit 50K, I'm going to call it a win. And then never really looked back at the manuscript after because I was like, these aren't good. These are yeah. these are bad stories. I get so. that because like I was thinking about it today and like I really like my concept for the 2016 nano I did, but mm-hmm. I think the entire first draft is almost entirely unusable. <laughs> like, oh, that sucks though. <laughs> yeah. And then, like part of it is because this is my first time actually making any kind of plan. Yeah. My weakness was that I'd have scenes in mind and then no way to get to them. Mm-hmm. I probably also had too many characters, so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and so my first not like I hit 50,000 words and it wasn't done and like the ending was so bad like it just didn't make sense it is no sense how it got there and I was like what is happening and so I just kind of like stopped it and didn't look at it anymore and then like I've looked at it again and I was like I think I would need to do a whole other nano to like rewrite this story oh man what was that one can I ask yeah it was based on the Sleeping Beauty mythology okay and so what it was was when Sleeping Beauty was cursed it was actually a curse that went through all of her like bloodlines so like her daughter and her daughter's daughter all had the same curse where at some point they would prick their finger and fall asleep oh cool and so this follows like the the great 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 granddaughter of Sleeping Beauty who is trying to avoid the curse and she finds that she loses her ability to sleep at all. So like, oh, it was a story I came up with when I had insomnia really bad. So she she completely loses her ability to sleep. And so she's like, something's happening. The magic is getting stronger, not weaker. We need to stop it. And everyone's like, no, no, it's fine. Just fall asleep. 
Uh, <laughs> they're like, just wait for the curse to happen and then you'll wake up and you'll be fine. And so she like goes on this quest to find the original fairy that cursed the family and defeat her so that they're not cursed anymore. I want to read that. You know, when when you eventually get a workable draft. <laughs> yeah, and it's a concept that I'm really, that I like and I'm proud of. And like I said, it's something that I invented when I had insomnia. So it's like really close to my heart having this mm-hmm. like princess who's unable to sleep and is like really grouchy. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And but yeah, like I, I think that the first draft is good because I got words out. But man, it is not usable in any way, shape or form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, twisted fairy tales always like that's one of like my absolute favorite tropes. Like if you tell me this is this fairy tale but <laughs> different, I'm like one click. Just just give give it to me. I want it. Yeah. So that appeals to me greatly. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh and it's a fun story, but it's also inherently complicated because like it required a lot of explaining for me just now. Like it's, it's hard to just kind of be like, you can do a one sentence wrap up, but it, it's something that I feel a need to explain. So that's why this year I kind of went simplified version where I'm just like, there's a princess, there's a bodyguard, they're going somewhere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and there's hijinks and love and what what is the journey that they're going on? Where where are they going and why? They are going to another kingdom because the princess Elspeth promised to marry the czar of another kingdom. The world in which it is set has just gotten through like this horrible war and everything is terrible. And so Elspeth is like an idealist and she wants to help her people. But she's also extremely privileged having grown up in a palace and very rich. And so the journey is like getting her completely out of that. At the same time, her bodyguard, his name is Malachi, is someone who's been in the thick of it for a long time. And then, you know, so has his own prejudices and views of the world and it's kind of the, the clashing of that. Okay. But then everything cool. goes wrong or right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely right. I mean, it, it goes right in it's going wrong. Yeah. Probably is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so so it's, a, it's an adventure novel. I, I really like writing adventure novels, even though they're really hard. <laughs> They are. Because really I always hard. like sag in the middle. I'm always like, and then there will be this scene and this scene. And what happens between them is, I don't know. <laughs> Filling in the gaps. That was the biggest problem that I had last year was I had all of these very specific scenes I wanted to write. And so I wrote them. And then I'm like, okay, well, now I have to glue them together. Ugh, and so yeah. like in revision, I'm, I'm in revisions for that book right now. And I was stuck on this one chapter for like, two weeks trying to revise it because it was one of those where I had to add it, but I didn't want to write it. And I still, I'm like, I read through it and I'm like, this reads like I don't care. So, I mean, my beta readers helped me a little bit, but I need more help with it. So it's going to have to go through another round. Yeah, that's like my biggest challenge is connecting the dots. I'm good at making the dots, can't connect Mm -hmm. them. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's, I guess that's what editing is for and revising and all. Yeah, so I definitely got a lot of help from the the friends that I sent it to. And I was like, here is my word vomit. Please make it better, I guess. And they, and they did. They helped a lot. I know in your episode you talked about romancing the beat. Mm-hmm. Does that help kind of connect things more? Or is that still like, these are the beats, get there however you can? <laughs> 
Yes and no. I mean, it it helps because it's like, you know, okay, so you intro your characters, you have your meet cute, you have that you have to have them insisting they can't be together for whatever reason, like either both of them insisted or one of them is all in and the other one is like, no, I can't date you because of this reason. But there's clearly a very strong attraction. So there's a bunch of like back and forth. And then you get to the point where they do get together, but then you have to make them break up and then get back together at the end so they get their happily ever after. So like, I mean, it's a very clear kind of progression but in terms of like the overall story mm-hmm. arc. But in terms of like actually like the actual scenes, I'm like, okay, well, I've got the scene where I introduce them and I've got the scene where they're like, no, no, I can't be with you. And then the scene where they finally have sex for the first time. But I need scenes in between those. <laughs> And Romancing the Beat doesn't really help with that because that's all of like the tissue and stuff and like tendons and all the crap that goes in and binds it all together into like one unit. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm bad at. (laughs) It was really interesting because I was listening to Morgan's episode along with yours. You're both writing Mm -hmm. romances. And I feel like I would have a really hard time following that because like one of my least favorite things is the part in the story where they're like have to break up and it's like the whole falling out thing, which and then so like to hear that it's like part of romance, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'd be very good at that. I guess it kind of depends. I feel like you kind of have to separate them in order for them I don't know, maybe it's just because I read a lot of romance and it's just the way the genre works. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want them to break up because I like them together, but... That's the point, I guess. You have, yeah, you have to break them up so that they can come back together stronger than ever. (laughs) So, yeah, but I will say the breakup is something that a lot of romance authors do not do well. I have read so many romance novels where if they had just had a conversation, (laughs) the misunderstanding that caused the breakup would never have happened. All they had to do was talk to each other. Maybe that's why I don't like it. Yeah, that's something that drives me absolutely crazy. And it's in a lot of romance novels. I'm like, you just you need better conflict. If a, if your con if your conflict can be resolved with a text message, your conflict <laughs> is not strong enough. Yeah, maybe that's why it always bothers me because it's like it it always comes off as really petty. So maybe I just haven't read like a, a solid like this is why we have to break up moment. Yeah, that's what you, that's what you need. I'll make a list. <laughs> okay, I don't. I haven't read a lot of romance. Yeah, it's really interesting the group that we've put together for this. So like you know, I was the first interview and Morgan was the last one, and we're both doing romance. And then you and Kyle were the Tuesday and Thursday ones, and you're both doing like epic fantasies and then Tracy was in the middle with her like magical realism <laughs> yeah. like we've kind of bookended everything really nicely and I'm yeah. assuming that most of us probably don't all read the same types of books like I read mm-hmm. a lot of I read a lot of romance and thrillers those are my genres and I think Kyle reads a lot of fantasy and thrillers I think you read a lot of fantasy mm-hmm. um I don't I don't, I think Tracy does, maybe Tracy reads a lot of magical realism. I don't really know what Tracy reads. <laughs> and Morgan said that she had never really read a romance novel until very recently. Yeah. So it's interesting, the different genres that we're all writing versus what we're reading and the way we've structured this show without even meaning to, to like bookend everything really nicely. <laughs> I was thinking that it's fun that we're, we're talking first because I feel like your story is like as realism as it gets. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's romance, but it's, it's a incredibly like this is the town these are the people they're people they have jobs like (laughs) yeah yeah I yeah I I write I write in the world that I exist in (laughs) I am wholly incapable of doing that really if you hand me a story and you're like these are two people I'm like and what superpowers do they have and it's like (laughs) 
none. Okay, do they uh, discover a new world? Nope, they're just people. And I, I can't even like fathom an interesting story, which is not to say that they don't exist because I've read a lot of just realistic sure. stories, but right. I don't know how to write them for the life of me. <laughs> That's fascinating to me because I can't do what, what you're doing. Like I don't tend to, I don't read a lot of fantasy, especially like high fantasy. I'll read some stuff that's like, you know, like Harry Potter levels of fantasy where it's like, okay, but it's like, it's fantasy, but it's not like fantasy. And so I don't read a lot of high fantasy because, or I don't write high fantasy because the world building, I can't, I don't want to create the world. I can create the characters and I can do the plot thing. But when it comes to like creating the world, I'm like, but I mean, how? Yeah. I mean, I'm not very good at it either. So if you figure out how, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I have no idea. That's part of why, like I read a lot of thrillers, but I don't ever want to write one because that requires a lot more like thinking and smarts than I have. Like, like a kind of smart that I, my brain just doesn't have. Yeah. I don't know how you craft that kind of story. So it fascinates me when people are able to. I feel that way about mysteries too, where it's like, I would love to write a mystery. I can guarantee mm-hmm. you I'm not smart enough to come up with a t- yeah. like anything surprising or. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. So is there anything else that you think we need to touch on before we go? Not that I can think of. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised that we got as many minutes as we did, given that this is the first day. <laughs> We haven't descended into madness yet. I don't know. I'm already full of ennui, so. Yeah, you know, I started this, like, last night I was sitting around thinking to myself, I was like, Nano starts tomorrow, and I just, I nothing it. Like, I pretend that I'm panicked about it, because I think I'm supposed to be, (laughs) but like, whatever, I'm not like super excited, I'm not super panicked about it, and all day today, I'm like, I haven't had time to write a single word yet, and it's 5.30 p.m., but whatever. (laughs) It's fine. I'll do it. At this point, I think I've just done it so many times that I'm like, whatever, I'll make it work. (laughs) It'll happen. I may have to pull it out on like November 28th, but I'll make it work. (laughs) So it'll be interesting to see uh, how this month progresses for all of us. It sure will. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess I won't talk to you again until ever. Yep. See you never. Have fun. Yes. (laughs) See you never. Friendship was fun. Um, But yeah, no, we're not going to talk again for the show. So good luck with everything. Everything. You too. And I look forward to your future episodes. Well, and I look forward to yours. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Are you an author who has met their word count for the day and just can't stop writing? Are you a non-NaNoWriMo participant and you just want to have in on some of the fun of writing? Are you just a fan of the show and want to show us how good you are at putting words together? Then you can tweet at us at whamjuicepod or write us an email at wethotamericanmoonjuice at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to call in to Wet Hot American Moon Juice and talk about how NaNoWriMo is going for you, ask some questions, ask for advice, tell us how awesome we are, tell us how pretty we are, really, you know, build us up in any way, you can do that at 901-800-WHAM or 901-800-9426. Call us, tell us how you're doing, tell us how you think we're doing, answer questions that we've asked or ask questions of your own. And here's a bonus, you get to hear my voice with a special outgoing voicemail message where I clearly don't know how the voicemail works. Call us. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused.
treasured content.